Hey everybody and welcome to this episode of the Coastal Noise Podcast. This is going to be a mini cast. Um, it's been a couple months since I've done a recording and uh, I thought I'd do this as just twofold reasons, I guess. One being that um, I've been just thinking of doing more solo related podcasts as just a means to put something out and I can do it quickly and effectively. Uh, I don't have to coordinate with anybody and I can discuss things that have been going on. And I've kind of just collected this episode from going through my daily journals, logs, to-do lists, and personal notes, and just going back and highlighting some of the interesting things that have been in my life or Uh, new developments, books I've read, music, videos, um, general news, that kind of thing. So basically the last couple months I've had a change in my working schedule and that has resulted in me kind of looking around and seeing what kind of work I'd be doing in 2018, what kind of projects I wanted to focus on and also resulted in a lot of downtime. Uh, very much enjoyed downtime and I've been doing things outside of podcasting that I've really enjoyed of course I'm always posting cooking stuff on my social media pages Instagram and but besides that while I have been learning some new things and kind of exploring with that using some of that free time a lot of my time has been going towards doing things like playing my guitar a little bit more you know being able to play an instrument for an hour or two a day, a couple times a week has been really, really great working on new material and and working on covers. So that's been fun. And then I've also been spending a lot of time working on my travel logs from India, the trip I took in uh, last November of 2017 and kind of contacting people that I met there, conducting some interviews with people talking about our experiences there as well as what they're doing a year later. And that's been a lot of fun. I completed the second editing draft of the entire work and I'm going to start injecting those interviews and, and those conversations into the book. So I've been spending a lot of time on those two things in particular. But now I figured this would be a good time to kind of come back and maybe start doing more of these type of episodes in 2018 and just seeing how they go. It's something new and I've had some ideas already come about of different shows I could make with this or uh, just just keeping it like this and and giving creating episodes for this particular pa- platform in this manner. So I'm just going to start ranting off some stuff, general things that have got my interest right now. Um, another thing I've been doing lately is working out, you know, in in cold weather conditions. It's winter here right now. And I just thought I'd talk about some different things that I've been doing to stay in shape and make life easier. I think getting out is one of the biggest problems for people when cold weather comes in. You tend to want to hang indoors. The sun's not out. You know, you just don't want to venture out. You don't want to go run outdoors or or do a lot of other outdoor activities if the conditions just aren't there for you. So 
I've been doing, and I tend to do this this time of year, is I start gravitating towards in-house workouts. And this can be uh, like this year, kettlebells. I've purchased some kettlebells of varying sizes, and I've been using those to facilitate workouts. And there's so many things you can do with kettlebells. I'm kind of just doing basic things right now, but I watch YouTube videos and read articles about different things you can do with kettlebells, but kettlebell swings, kettlebell squats, um, clean and presses, just different things like that um, have been, have proven really effective. And farmer's walks in the backyard when the sun comes out a little bit, just making good use of, of um, your environment. So um, I have a yoga mat. Of course, I do a lot of yoga pretty regularly, or at the very least, some sort of stretching. You know, a lot of stretching for me stems from yoga practice. And that's a great way, even if you don't feel like working out at all, if you can just convince yourself to sit down and stretch for 10, 15 minutes a day, um, that at least primes your body in some way. It gets blood moving. It, uh, especially if you're doing things like down dogs or forward folds, getting the blood circulating in different areas and getting your heart rate up a little bit. I think particularly in the winter, that's good to know that you can at least do things like that. Other things that I've been doing are like Hindu squats, um, which are um, just go Google Hindu, Hindu squats and you can kind of see they're just body weight squats that are in this flow of motion. And you can do you know, 50, 100, whatever of them. Uh, and it's, it's pretty good workout for the legs and the calf muscles. Jump ropes, fantastic for the calves in particular. Cardio, jumping jacks, burpees, all things you can do maybe just in the grass right outside your yard or outside your house, rather, in the yard, or if you have a mat that you can double up, give you some cushion for on concrete, static squats, static lunges, all pretty good. Um, so those are all things that I've been kind of toying with. I also made a post uh, about a week or two ago about Jefferson Curls, and you can go uh, and look and see that picture of how I'm doing it. I just use a two-step, um, a two-step, what you call it. It's a thing you step on. And I just kind of got on the higher of the steps, the, the second one, and did it with a kettlebell. And I've got a picture of a book from Tim Ferriss's book where I first learned about it. And I like it. It's a good exercise, but me doing yoga a lot, um, I tend to only go to the Jefferson curl when I just think about it. I think, oh, you know, maybe my back could benefit from a different kind of stretch or if I'm going to do deadlifts or something like that in the gym, that's a really good warm up. And from what I understand, it's popular among a lot of gymnast communities. So worth looking out, Jeff- uh, Jefferson curls. Worth looking out, worth looking up. Um, I did go run on the beach twice this week, which is pretty nice. We've had some good weather along the coast, sunny skies. So that's been really nice to get out there and get some vitamin D. Played some doubles tennis with some friends. Tennis is a a new sport. In the last kind of year, I've started dipping my toes into pretty fun. I used to play a good bit of racquetball 
back in college. I still love racquetball a lot. And, uh, yeah, tennis is a great outdoor, a little bit more range of motion. And then just to kind of wrap up on all of that, um, going back to what I mentioned just a second ago about vitamin D, another thing that I think is, is good to know is if you are once again feeling lazy, feeling lethargic, feeling depressed during the winter time, getting sunshine, even if it's freezing outside, if you can position yourself at like say a window and just kind of lay out, read a book, check some emails, do something, uh, get down to your underwear if you can and just soak up the sun for a couple minutes and your body will appreciate that a lot. Um, you'll get all the benefits from vitamin D and boosting of the mood. And it's also good if you're trying to keep your circadian rhythm on point, you know, wake up in, or in the morning and, and try to get as much vitamin D sun, direct sun as possible so that your body knows it's time to wake up, starts, uh, uh, I guess, maybe suppressing melatonin production, and then you can go about your day with optimal energy levels. Well, the, the goal is to have optimi- optimal energy levels, right? So um, this is just another thing that I've been working on is trying to wake up early enough to do things like write, work on my book, and um, <clears throat> just get internet things done, PC-related work, um, research, news, whatever. Just trying to get in a schedule of that. And then, uh, you know, when the sun goes down, then shortly thereafter, try to, me, try to go down as well and start the process over for the sake of productivity, productivity and energy, excuse me, I'm drinking this tea over here, which um, if I can fit in, I'll talk about teas as well, a couple teas that I've been doing lately. So that kind of wraps up the workout section of what I'm talking about. Uh, This morning, when I got up, did some morning stretches, started thinking about investing books. I've been reading different books lately, um, which I meant to write some books down, but you know, whatever, we might be here forever with that kind of stuff. So investing, um, I've got a buddy who's getting into, uh, property investing and I've, and there's been a lot of stuff going on with cryptocurrency and, uh, which I've kind of dipped my toes into a little bit. I have a couple, uh, friends and family who are looking into it. And, but what I'm talking about right now is mostly just focusing on property investment and, I am have been trying to compile a list of books to read for kind of beginner level knowledge and just all around general, well-written, all-inclusive information about what goes into the details of property investment and what you can utilize it for, whether it be renting or selling, flipping, um, retail space, whatever. And I'm trying to expand my knowledge on that particular area. I love listening to people talk about it. And I have read some books in the past. One in particular uh, is a quite popular one, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, written by, let's go ahead and look the guy up and give him due credit. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay, so the guy's name is Robert Kioski. And um, so I've read that book And I think one or two others that I've kind of 
maybe skimmed through, grazed around. I really like listening to people talk about it, though. So I got the morning, uh, the idea this morning to maybe investigate some audio books from the library or just purchasing some or YouTube videos, which I went on to YouTube and looked up some stuff, found one by Robert and, um, you know, might just download some of those and listen to it in the car. Cause, uh, uh, I don't know, lately I haven't been listening to as much music. I, I don't know. I tend to find myself driving around, not listening much, which when I was during this time off, I did a three week road trip through the country. I went to Austin, Texas. I went to Colorado, went through Arkansas, some of the national parks there, and um, did a lot of it driving in silence, which just kind of naturally happened that way. Sometimes I was jamming, jamming pretty hard, but um, I guess I'm just trying to look for new things that I can listen to in the car. And I think that my interest in learning more about property investment could blend well with uh, this period right now. So I'm looking for good audiobooks. Basically, Um, if you have any suggestions, maybe you have personal knowledge or experience in that field, or you know an expert yourself, maybe somebody who could uh, sit down with me and talk and we can make it into a podcast and kind of share the knowledge all around. Uh, Pretty interesting field from what I've researched on it the last couple months, past year or two, and uh, yeah, I'm sure a lot of other people would like to know as well. Um, I mentioned something about cryptocurrency earlier. I don't know. I'll probably just breeze through that, pass it on by. If people want to talk about it, if you have something to say about it, you know, feel free to drop me a line. Um, It's just a kind of a crazy field, but it would also be cool to talk to somebody at length about that. Although the biggest thing with that stuff is it's all just very speculation. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about the bubble, you know, coming to coming to uh, to the bursting point within the next, you know, X months, X years. Um, most people say sooner rather than later. But it's so speculative, it's kind of hard for me to want to talk about it right now, not to mention the fact that I haven't been particularly successful in it, you know, and I barely put anything into it, just kind of getting my feet into it and understanding how things work and it's mm, craziness, but uh, fun too. And it's kind of neat to have this community of people who are all engaged in it and giving each other feedback. But uh, anyway, passing on on that, if you want to talk more about it, you know, uh, drop me a line through social media or something like that. Movies. Let's talk movies for a second. I've been watching a lot of movies in my downtime as well. Wind River, good movie. Um, kind of a mystery drama thing on an Indian reservation about uh, the murder of a young girl and kind of based around, um, I can't, you know, I don't know, true story, true events, something along those lines. Um, it has some statistics or something like that at the end to wrap it up. But good movie. Enjoyed it. Uh, one I was surprised by was Brawl in Cell Block 99 with Vince Vaughn. And it, it's a uh, a prison drama. And um, good movie. I actually liked it. I was kind of surprised. I, I didn't expect what I got. 
And it's a long movie, and I don't typically feel that way about movies, but I felt like this movie could have trimmed 10 or 15 minutes of fat. It had a pretty long buildup. Um, the The action really doesn't start moving till like an hour in. and uh, But once the action does go, it's pretty interesting. I, I like the choices they made to hold shots for fight scenes and really kind of show that Vince Vaughn put in the training and the work. So not the most technical movie, um, but I found myself a couple days later thinking, you know, I'd like to rewatch that again someday. And I believe the director also did the movie, a movie called Bonehawk. Let me check that out, which looks pretty good. Stars Kurt Russell came out. Uh, let me get you the info on that. 2015. American Western horror film, Craig Zollier. Is that how you say it? Who knows? He wrote it, directed, and co-starred it. We'll all be. Yeah. So he did Brawl in Cell Block 99 as well. Just looking at some of his other work here. Sorry, we'll move on. American Made, Tom Cruise. Okay movie. You know, not anything super memorable, but I like Tom Cruise sometimes, so... It was all right. You know, he's a drug runner, gets involved with, uh, you know, the likes of Pablo Escobar and such and gets caught in this cross schemes with cross schemes with the uh, CIA and Colombian drug cartels and his commercial fighter pilot. And I'm not sure how much is based on true story, but um, I guess I'd have to look that up. Uh, Blade Runner 2049 saw that last night for the first time. Loved it. Uh, I'm personally a, a huge fan of of the act, uh, not the act, the director. Um, I've kind of just recently developed an interest in his work the last two years, and really love his stuff. Dennis uh, Valenuve, I believe is how you pronounce it, Canadian director, and. I loved it. I loved Blade Runner. I haven't seen the first one. I got to go back, and it you know probably dumb to watch the second one first, but you know, I just, even when it was coming out in theaters, I expected to see it and I figured I wouldn't watch the first one in time and that it would just kind of play out that way two to one. And it did. And uh, I'm okay with that. I am going to try to go back and watch the first one at some point, but it was really good. I mean, visually very impressive, I thought, and which is kind of what, uh, Valenuve is, known for, in my opinion, his cinematography work is quite good. And, uh, so some of these other movies I'm talking about is he did the arrival in 2016. Great movie. Sicario. Great movie. The second one's about to come out. Go check out the trailer. Prisoners. I saw a couple years back, thought it was great. Um, and then one of the movies that has been actually one of my favorites in the last couple of years enemy. I just saw that this past year and uh, really blew my mind. A psychological thriller with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal playing himself as a dual role uh, with a physically identical but different personality version of himself. Very subjective movie, very heady, and I love it. And I've seen it two or three times since I've saw it, um, you know, this past year and I 
looking forward to seeing it again really soon. Like I just, it's one of those films. I just can't wait to watch it again. Um, moving on. Oh mother. I, I think this is probably the most noteworthy movie that I want to make mention of. Um, Javier, Javier Bardem and Jennifer Lawrence. And it's, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but it is basically a movie about this man and this wife living in this house that seems kind of secluded in the woods. And they have these series of guests that begin showing up that create these very tense and uncomfortable situations, yet uh, the husband continues to fight them in. And over time, it sprawls into this incredibly bizarre, visually arresting movie that you're just you you have no clue generally as it's going what's going on you're kind of put in the the mindset of Jennifer Lawrence who the film revolves around of just confused about what's going on and not understanding why events are occurring until it plays out into this um, dreamlike clearly not based in reality existence and then it's not until afterwards at the conclusion that, you know, it's one of those things you kind of go and you read about it afterwards to make sense of it all. And then you're like, wow. So um, I won't say any more than that. It's probably the the number one, I don't want to say number one. It, it's, it's one of the movies that out of all the other stuff coming out that I would want you to know about the most. And you'd probably watch it and hate me for suggesting it, but... Um, I just thought it was very interesting and after it was done and I was wondering like how on earth does somebody shoot a movie like this and I read about it I I don't know it just all pulled me in and and made it made it great Uh, movie to watch out for got two more here Phantom Thread Paul Thomas Anderson with uh, Daniel Day Lewis you know they worked together on There Will Be Blood which is another fantastic movie uh that is out right now i don't think it's playing in mississippi though i don't understand that but i've heard great things about it haven't seen it yet but i'd like to the movie apocalypto mel gibson's apocalypto from 2006 I don't know what the deal with that is. I watched it years ago. I loved it. And over the years, I've just been wanting to rewatch it. And I started looking for it. You can't rent it anywhere digitally. You can't hardly buy it anywhere. Used DVDs. You can't buy, buy new DVDs. The used ones on Amazon and eBay and such are like running 25 to 35 $40, whatever it is. And I did a little research and it looks like the production company may have gone out of business or something like that. And then there's also rumors that Mel Gibson was black labeled or blackballed, whatever, um, by prominent figures in Hollywood and have made it difficult for him to get his work out. I don't know. Point is, I can't find this thing anywhere. It's not on like streaming services, nothing. There's a Amazon's UK um, channel appears to have an offering to rent it for like 350 pounds. So I might try that. But if anybody has this movie and they wouldn't mind letting me borrow it, that would be really cool. Um, I just kind of want to watch it again, you know. And I would tell the rest of you to go seek it out and watch it. But 
apparently it's hard to get a hold of. I've even looked looked up at the library, local libraries, and like it's just listed as patron has lost. So go figure. Uh, music and audio related stuff. Just gonna name a couple songs that I've been jamming to. Most of them are songs that I've been learning on the guitar, but they're great tunes to check out anyway. Peter Tosh, Till Your Well Runs Dry. Sad, sad blues song. It's great. Um, fantastic, crisp guitar lead work. Love it, love it. And then it goes into an upbeat reggae version uh, of this of itself. Same chords and everything. And I uh, discovered it a couple years back, and I just keep going back to it. It's a great song. Pink Floyd, Fearless. Um, great song. Been listening to a little bit of Father John Misty. He's got two covers I want to recommend. Um, heart-shaped box nirvana cover is really good but the one that really stands out i i think you should go check out is the suburbs by arcade fire he does a cover of and it's really good and there's a lot of live uh, i don't know a lot uh there's live videos on youtube of him performing it and he uh he kills it he does great alabama shakes hold on the song that they were blew them up in the beginning Great song. I've been toying around with it. It's just a cool, cool track from a from a great local band. Also, check out Jimmy Jones. Good time, and um, I could look it up, but I'm not. Uh, I think 1969. It was like a a big hit. Then it was like chart topper. It's just a great song. It's kind of sentimental in a way. Um, I don't know. It just makes me think about nice, personal, warm, fuzzy things. Uh, Royal Blood, Out of the Black, track that came out a couple years ago, but it's a headbanger for sure. And if you're looking for a group that uh, actually has some has some chops, has some uh, some talent, I'd recommend checking those guys out. Just an English duo, uh, rock duo, and uh, they've got a lot of recognition. They put out their second album, I think, in 2017. So there's somebody who should be on your radar if you're into rock and roll kind of things. Uh, I watched, a, a, I think it was a PBS broadcast of Pawpaw's Medicine Show, a live performance, and uh, they were pretty cool. I liked them. They're very tight, very pristine, and they're based out of Alabama as well. And I've been hearing about those guys for years and I think that was my first experience actually seeing them in action. And lo and behold, the bass player, who is actually a phenomenal singer as well, um, had an Abe Partridge shirt on, a t-shirt on. And I thought that was pretty cool. And I text Abe and he was like, oh yeah, those guys are great. Anyway, Abe, he he's releasing his, uh, his new album called, what is it? What is it called? It's like a long one. It's called Blood and Cotton Fields for Days. That's not what it's called. What's it called? Cotton Fields and Blood for Days. There you go. All right, I'm just looking it up here. So Abe, he's releasing his CD on February 3rd. It's going to be in Daphne, Skate Mountain Records, and the likes of... uh, He's got a a band that's going to be backing him. Molly Thomas on the fill, Courtney Blackwell on cello, Josh Smith on bass, Emily Scholes on keys and backing vocals. And uh, Sean Byrne as well. So limited seating on that. If you want to get a ticket, it's 20 bucks. You get the CD with it. And 
I really recommend it. If you're in the area, you want to see some some good music and uh, be a part of something that's going to be pretty cool, I would say, come check it out. Get a ticket. Um, check them out on Facebook, some other social media, A Partridge, and get your get your groove on. You can also go back and check out the podcast we did. If you don't know who Abe is at all and you just kind of want to hear some stuff, hear some of his, his music, go to the listen to the last podcast. The last podcast, Coast Noise, was with him and he played some tunes and we talked at length. And uh, so that's a great introduction to him. Great guy, great music. Check it out. Uh, what else we got? I think that wraps up the music and audio section that I got here. Um, actually, I do have... Speaking of Apocalypto, this is audio related. There's a Joe Rogan experience that just came out with Mel Gibson and Dr. Neil Riordan, R-I-O-R-D-A-N. And it's, it just, Mel talks about, Mel, like I know the guy, Mel Gibson talks about his dad going down to Panama where Dr. Neil and his team were operating out of and they use stem cells to inject into people to rejuvenate their bodies in different ways. And they've been doing that, I think, for a couple years. And it's the only place where, um, like, you can't do it in America. It's not legal for them to use the stem cells to in, in the States to do that kind of work. But it is in Panama. Panama operates on the U.S. dollar primarily. So Mel Gibson talks about going down there with his dad, who's kind of on his last leg at age 92. And now the guy's 98. And uh, supposedly he had these remarkable upticks in health, vision getting better, all kinds of things getting better. And a lot of other people have talked about it. I think there's been some UFC fighters who have gone down there. And it's just really interesting. They talk, I think, about an hour and a half about the science behind it, the studies, and just trying to make the argument potentially that the U.S. should allow for this kind of treatment if people want it instead of, you know, demonizing it or for whatever reasons that they're doing it. It's kind of fishy why it's not more available. So, um, yeah, that's an interesting little something or another to check out if you're just wanting to hear something uh, unusual, cool, science-based, and so forth. Uh, Moving right along. All right, I'm just going to kind of do one or two more things here, just kind of hopping around. We're already at the 30-minute mark, and I'm looking to wrap it up. So in the news, general... Um, I thought this was pretty interesting. Uh, Vermont passed legal marijuana for recreational use this past week. They're the first state to pass it through their legislation as opposed to voter a voter ballot. And I made a post on it, uh, shared something from where? Forbes? Forbes. And the governor went, Phil Scott, saying he doesn't believe what adults do behind closed doors on private property is something that government should be regulating. It'll go into effect July 1st, 21 years and over. You can legally possess up to an ounce. They'll be the ninth state 
to be in that category of recreational use. And um, just read a little excerpt here. State lawmakers approved the legislation earlier this month, just days after U.S. Attorney, US Attorney General Jeff Sessions moved to rescind Obama-era guidance. That's the Cole, Cole, memo, Cole memo that has generally allowed states to implement their own marijuana laws without federal interference. So Jeff Sessions doing Jeff Sessions shit is uh, rescinding this thing after he said it was valid and valuable and et cetera. And now um, there's another article that, where is it from? This this comes from marijuanamoment.net. I found this just a second ago. And it talked about how last month Sessions held a closed-door meeting with the longtime anti-legalization activists who urged him to step up federal marijuana enforcement. So people protested against that. You know, polls are showing the majority of um, approving of recreational marijuana, adult use, responsible use, that kind of thing. And it's been that way for the last couple of months probably the last couple of years of general public approval for federal government to stay out of that kind of thing. And then here Sessions goes again because, you know, he's probably in bed with alcohol and tobacco and pharmaceutical companies and a bunch of other people that have a ton of money that want to stop those kind of movements. So it's just two very interesting things that have come about in the last month regarding medical marijuana or marijuana in general, whatever. Anywho. So I think that's about it. I'm just going to wrap that up. Um, so that's it. If you enjoyed this cast, let me know if you want me to do more. I probably will, whether you want me to or not. Social media, Instagram's where I'm at, Stefan Lawson Music. You can go through some of the pictures of pretty much just chrono, chrono, Chronicling? Chronicling, yeah. I was going to say chronologically, not what, not the word I'm trying to use here. Uh, chronicle my my activities. Most of it's food, some of it's guitar video stuff, and which I'm trying to make more of a habit of in 2018. And uh, yeah, just reach out, communicate. Anything that I've talked about here, I guess this is why I I've, I've, was doing this, is like anything that I've talked about here as far as topics go, if anybody can expand on that, if they hear this and want to expand on it or can turn me on to good things, I'm trying to facilitate better, a better community around these topics and create some interest around it and in return get feedback and, and additional links to articles or videos or, or clips, music, whatever, you know, and maybe take that into further episodes of, of any podcast I do, whether it's a mini cast like this or something with a guest. So hope you've enjoyed this and that's it. See you next time.